Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So while it isn't Shark Week... It's always Shark Week in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Live every week like it was Shark Week. On Sea of Thieves, it is Shark Week. So Tass is not at the table right now because I was editing uh, Tales from the Omniverse last night and I did not get into Sea of Thieves. And there are like daily routines that you have to do. And one of them is from the movie Jaws where you got to blow up a shark with a, a powder keg. And he was the one who said, me, first when I said, okay, who wants to do this while we record the <laughs> So if you hear uh, random pirate sounds in the background, or an explosion than a cheer, know that we were successful in the allotted time for the intro. <laughs> He's collecting a whole lot of powder kegs. It's <laughs> a, a lot. This seems like overkill. I can't wait. <laughs> so um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the live show uh, that we had still planned on doing it. Obviously, that has changed if you've been watching the news. Um, Indianapolis has banned gatherings of 50 people or more. So we have gotten the official word from the theater that we won't be doing the live show on April the 12th. Um, but we are still planning on doing it as a live stream. All of the guests are still going to be around. So we're going to get together here and we're going to do it as a live stream. It'll be Jake running a game and uh, it'll be a, a special little story. We'll have a couple guests and we're actually going to have a couple of giveaways and new product releases during the stream itself. So uh, again, that'll that'll be Sunday, April the 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern. It might run till five or so. Who knows? We just want your whole Easter is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who are, are stuck at home and can't go to your Easter plans, come watch Carolyn throw a bear trap at a monster. <laughs> that doesn't make sense for a lot of people. Um, but if you've watched a previous stream, Carolyn, who never has played role-playing games in her life until she played some Monster of the Week after running Investigate the History for a while, and she's always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I can't. There's nothing I can do. Can I throw this bear trap at the creature? And it always works out really well for her. <laughs> yeah, a lot of her deaths are very gruesome. Very gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Very animated. Yeah. Uh, so again, that is twitch.tv slash the crit show. And that will be on April 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we will also remember to record it and put it on our YouTube channel. Yes, that is let's our, not that is our forget new habit. to press the record button. Yes, that is our new <laughs> habit. Um, speaking of hitting the record button, we will be recording that Twitch and putting it out as a live episode. So we will capture the audio. I'll edit that down and we will also release that as a live show. Tass, how's the progress over there? Getting set up. Okay. Kill. I can't decide if we stop and move on with our lives, or do I just drag out the intro <laughs> till, so till that, he so finally gets some progress yeah, going so on? Yeah, we hear the success. <laughs> it's going to be easily, I'd say, another four minutes before he even sees a shark. So yeah, yeah that's fair. You got to swim around so, a lot before they decide to even. Yeah, let's yeah. pick a duet and uh, burn through that real quick. I mean, you could tell the tale of Jake the the horse. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake, Jake the, the horse. horse. Yes. Of uh, do you remember? 
of Jake the Dog Whisperer. It's oh. been like, what, five days in a row now where every day you've come home with a new dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like every other week, at least. We find dogs all the time. We found another one, and we did a chase, and uh, it ran around a very busy intersection in a full 360, crossing every street possible, dodging cars like Frogger, and uh, ultimately ended with me and another dude climbing on top of the eight-foot-tall pallets of mulch behind a Home Depot, to try and get a bird's eye view on this dog that had run in between them. But us and a handful of other strangers and various fishing nets and and car <laughs> implements managed to flush this dog out and now it lives at our house. For I now. knew that somehow you would like involve some kind of fishing or sailor type thing <laughs> within this. That wasn't that wasn't my contribution. Some guy <laughs> pulled up with a boat on a trailer and was like, Are you chasing that dog? Yeah. And he's like, Do you Think a fishing net would help? <laughs> I was like, I don't see why not. The narrative of this, like chasing down this dog and all these tools it took to get. Now, after the fact, now that this dog has been captured, do tell us its size and weight. Because <laughs> it's not like you're chasing a very dangerous dog. No, it was, it's like, uh, it's a miniature schnauzer. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't know, maybe 20 pounds. Yeah. And Harvey is 19, if that gives you a frame of reference. Yeah, right about, right about Harvey size. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Harvey, that I just gave your weight to everybody. He looks super insulted. Um, as you can tell, we are, um, I don't want to say that, we're a little more relaxed today. We're enjoying the time that we are together because obviously we're not getting to see a lot of people very often, uh, not even each other as much because of everything that's going on. So, you know, with that said, thank you for all of the messages we have gotten from people asking if we are still going to be able to do the show. Uh, we do have kind of contingencies in place so that we can continue to put out the show, uh, but we are certainly set for the next couple weeks at least. And uh, like I said, we have got some contingencies in place uh, to make sure that we can keep recording. Part of the way that we have been dealing with the uh, isolation is just streaming. We have been streaming way more. Uh, we've been streaming a ton of Sea of Thieves. Tass has been getting on there and doing some ARC. I have been doing some, I can't remember what it's called, the Goo game. World of Goo? World of Goo and Polybridge. I actually might start the, uh, I have, and I have not played it yet. I haven't even opened it, but I have Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um, I have not played a game like that in forever, though. Um, so, again, just like with the live streams, if you are not following us, you can go to twitch.tv slash the crit show and get notifications whenever we're streaming. Our intent is still to do end of days this Friday. That is the 27th of March. I believe that'll be at nine o'clock. Uh, if we find out that we cannot do that, uh, we'll still stream something and it will probably still be from the same space. And so that'll be actually the finale for end of days. Oh, we got a shark. Oh, we got a shark on camera. Speaking of end of days, Tass is too far away from his barrel. Don't goof this up, Tass. Or else you have to redo the whole intro. <laughs> <laughs> He's got another. He's got another barrel. Oh, he's got like two or three barrels. Here comes. Smile, you son of a... Yay! Yay! Got him on the second one. And nice with job. that, it's time to let the recap roll. I want it to where once we destroy the Macbeth book, that it destroys all the soul bats. I don't think that there's any way you could destroy them all. Well, we have the ability to banish a spirit or a curse from a, a place or object or a person. So is there any way we could do that on a more massive level with the soul bats? If you used this as a component of that, I mean, that would have to be worldwide magic. Like you would have to create a summoning circle that rounded the earth to hit everywhere. What about the ley lines? 
use them as the summoning circle if you could find a central point. I don't know. I never spent any time with ley lines. I don't even know that. Like, I mean, I know that they're real, but I've never encountered one before. Have you? Yeah. Actually, it was our first mission in the basement of the Halifax. The interior of the helicopter starts to glow red and pulse. What is that? That means that there's something close by, and I don't want to overpaint it, but each of these walls is designed to glow when there's something coming from that one direction. And he walks to the front of the helicopter and turns on a bank of monitors. And as they crackle into view, you can see it's very dark. But there must be color in the monitors because the thing that you do see as you look across these 12, 13 monitors that cover every direction outside the helicopter are rows and rows of glowing yellow eyes. Everett has turned on the monitors after the wards have gone off, signaling that there is something approaching. And in all the monitors, you see glowing yellow eyes. What's everybody doing? I am immediately casting bar a place or portal from Soulbats. Uh, I don't think there's a role necessary for this. Um, as you start to do it, the symbols around the helicopter start to light up, and you can tell that that's already been done here. Those were the symbols you saw Everett carving. Awesome. What the hell is this all about? Did you guys bring a party with you? I thought I made it out free and clear yeah same and we were like zipping along i i don't know any other explanation i'm sorry it i mean it has to be i I did too like i can move real fast but apparently they can too i'm so sorry uh you can save sorry for later what the fuck are we gonna do about it how do we get outside if we open the door does it break the wards yeah tj if you want to try that again on the door once we open it but yeah i mean we got the door open that means that the, the wards aren't working yeah i can absolutely do that How long do the wards last? Like if these things attack in earnest, will they break down or can we wait till daylight? I mean, it all depends on what they brought. You know, the wards will will keep them physically away from it. But if they've got, I don't know, a grenade or a gun or something, that doesn't do shit. Oh my God. I never even considered that. I mean, they're people. Yeah. Oh, God. We're going to have to kill these people. Wait, 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 wait. TJ, can you do the portal to the sun thing again and just scare all these things off? Well, yeah, I mean, but it can't be inside here because otherwise it would just brighten this whole place up and whatever light escaped through the windows and out the back, that's it. If we want to light this place up, it's got to be outside. Okay, so we can open the door and get out real quick and I can... Where would you make it? Where would you make the circle? On top of the helicopter? And I'm looking over at Rev. Yeah, there'd be enough room to do it, like, on the roof of the helicopter. Cool. If we can get out, I can put you on top of the helicopter, and we've just got to play guard against Soulbats until you get it done. Yeah, I I can do that. Uh, You know, I'm built to fight these things. I I think I can try to keep them off you. And I think that as you're having this conversation, uh, you're talking about being built to fight these things, Tass, and your eyes just drop to the gun that you have tucked into your waistband and you can see the that black energy is flickering like it's uh, starting to, to peter out it's it's about three o'clock in the morning now so it's been six hours yeah oh shit guys and the gun i haven't done anything with the gun but we were gonna try not to kill any I, more people i know i know let's just let's do this i mean you can just kill any damn thing with that right that's the theory so let's let's try this let's just do this if there's no choice if one of us is gonna go down i'll use it but otherwise i'll just keep them off you you get them up there you make the damn circle and you get them out 
right here. Okay. Okay. All right. So describe to me what the exit strategy here is. Uh, Well, first we'll open up the back door and then I will hit the bar, the portal spell. So that way the soul bats can't enter in through the portal. And then I'll just grab them under the armpits and zip them out the back and up onto the top. And I'll create a circle on top of the Chinook and... uh light this place up with the sun. And what are you doing, Tess? Like, how are you uh, defending here? I guess I'm going to climb my happy ass on top of this helicopter and try to knock these things off if they jump up. And to be fair, there is... To be fair. To be fair. There is a ladder built into the side of okay. the Chinook, so... Okay, very good. Then yeah, that. All right, so TJ, roll use magic as Everett starts to lower the door to the Chinook. Uh, that is a 12. Nice. All right, Everett opens the door, and you cast this spell, and you can see this very thin layer of magic appear, almost like someone has just laid saran wrap over the door coming in to the helicopter. All right, go, go, go. I'll scoop him up and fly him up there. All right. Whee! I don't think there's a roll necessary for that. Oh, thank God. Um, Tass, roll act under pressure, though, to get outside. Uh, these soul bats are starting to move in once they see movement, and you're going to try to climb up this ladder. Okay. 11. Yeah, no problem. You're able to step outside and run to the side of the Chinook and leap into the air, grab like three or four rungs up, and pull yourself to the top. So, TJ, you start to lay out the circle. Um, Tass and Jake, you have taken up position around TJ, and you hear company starting to climb up the side of the helicopter. Uh, I'm going to use Jinx. Roll it. Jake, why, why are you delaying? I can't. The I, inevitable. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. Six. How many hold do I get? Nobody can help me with Jinx, can they? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I could possibly help him with yeah, Jinx. Yeah, but if... your focus is elsewhere right now. Yeah. Uh, You enough. get two hold against me. And it's to give. Uh, Give minus one forward. Give plus one forward. Interfere with what I'm trying to do. Uh, inflict one harm. I find something that someone's left or I lose something that someone will find. Okay. Uh, I am just kind of circling TJ wherever I can hear something closest and I'm ready to try to just bat them off the side of this if they get close to him. So do we think this is going to be a act under pressure to knock one away or are you trying to like intercept a hit for TJ? Uh, I mean, really, yeah, like intercepting any hits for TJ is my priority, but obviously I'm not sure if they're coming for me, if they see what he's doing and are coming for him. Yeah, they don't seem to have a sense for what he's doing, so I think they are just coming up here in earnest. Sure, sure. So yeah, that, that's my priority. If anything is going for him, that's what I want to stop, but obviously I'll defend myself if they get to me first. Yeah, so they will get to you first as they climb up over the side. Roll act against the grain. Oh, yeah. To try to, yeah, push one of these off instead of kill them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that's cool. Yeah. Seven. Ooh. All right. So you're able to do it, uh, but you do have a minus one forward. So roll, act under pressure. Okay. That's a five. God. You know, this goes counterintuitive to the way that against the grain works. Um, you know, we've established that when you fail against the grain, you get a dissonance point. Once you get three dissonance points that your person can take over for a moment. But the fail on this act under pressure, you know, things go to hell. I think it's too fitting here for what you want in this moment for it not to be that in this second, the you from this world takes over for a minute and uses the mace to kill the soul bat that you were trying to stop. Whew. 
um, that you see just this flash of red in your vision and the light mace creates a hole, spins around and is slammed again. And this person falls off the helicopter into the ground. And so that this person has been killed and it wasn't even to recharge the gun. Oh God. Yep. All right. Jake, you have the same situation. There are two or three starting to crawl up this side. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to turn on my headlamp to max brightness and try and light one of these things up to make an opening so that I can bite it and drain some life. All right, roll kick some ass. 10. All right, what's your extra effect? Uh, I'm just going to suffer less harm. All right, so you suffer one point of damage as this soul back climbs up and you lean down and burn away uh, an opening on its neck with the headlamp. It lashes out at you uh, and it deals two points of damage to you, but that would be one point with the less harm um, and you also have... Yeah, I suffer one harm less because I'm immortal. Yeah, so you heal one point of damage. Yes. TJ, roll use magic. All right, here it comes. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, what's your glitch? I will take one harm, ignore armor. All right, you deal one point of damage and light pours out of this viewing portal and washes over a very long distance because you are just opening a window to the sun. This whole area is illuminated brightly and the soul bats all around start to scatter as you see holes appearing in the black inky goo and you start to see the people underneath there diving behind helicopters, under airplanes. Some of them are running off into the distance just trying to get away from this. You have routed them. I am just looking over the helicopter at the guy I just murdered. The two of you come over and you see Tass looking over the edge of the helicopter and completely devoid of a soul bat is this man with a goatee and a shaved head laying dead. God damn it. What happened? He took over. You mean other Tass? Yep. Damn. He he caught my hesitation and he, he took his chance. That sucks, but it's not your fault. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, we should probably go check on Everett and them, make sure no Silbats got inside, which they shouldn't have, but you never know. Yeah, I'll hop down there and peek in the door. Everybody okay? Oh, yeah. That's pretty bright. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, climb down the side of the Chinook and I'll go inside. And you do see as you climb down, you know, like all the Silbats are not gone. They're just hiding right now in shadows. Right. Is this going to hold until actual morning? Um, as far as I know, I have control over whether or not it turns off or not. Yeah, you'd think it would last the next, you know, three hours till the sun comes up. Yeah, I'm coming down too. Um... I think I think just not wasting any time, just coming up into the chopper as well and, and making sure everybody's in and safe. Yeah, as you come down off the helicopter, you see the same thing that TJ saw. There are partial soul bats, partial people hiding in shadows at various areas, you know, 50, 100 feet away from you. Well, it seems like we've just bought ourselves an, an extra few hours. Should we just get out there and start working on the chopper? Yeah, we could do that. Um, I mean, the only question I've got is, you know, we usually sleep during the day. That's when it's safe. But obviously, we're going to be working now. But where are you planning to go tomorrow night? I was thinking just somewhere super rural where there weren't a lot of people and so will not be a lot of soul bats. So just fly the helicopter out into the country during the daylight hours and hope for the best. I mean, yeah, take off while it's still light out and go find, you know, like a, like a farmhouse on a bunch of acres or something where even if they did come, they'd be coming across open ground and we'd have line of sight on them and 
ride out that night and then take off again in the morning. All right. So we could theoretically sleep during the night then. Hopefully. Not all of us. You know, some of us will have to stay up and keep watch for sure, but the majority of us could get some sleep. All right. So Everett and Scott and Eric gather their tools and start to head out of the helicopter. Keep in mind, they aren't gone. They all found Shadow out there to hide in. So you'll probably still see some glowing yellow eyes, but they they aren't willing to come out in the sunlight. Oh, check the helicopter. No, I'm going to go do that. You get over there and sure enough, there is one inside. Good call. Thanks. I haven't stayed alive this long for nothing. How did it get in? Uh, through the door. Okay. I want to look in through the window. Go. I don't suppose I could convince you to get out of there, could I? Uh, it is a uh, older woman with red hair. No, I'm not just going to go out to the light. Wow, that's way more unsettling than I expected expected it to be um why don't you come in here we'll have a good time <laughs> no you know i'm not gonna step out of the light i, I mimicked you i mimicked what you did do you see yeah i didn't think you your did. kind liked the light mm, don't put me in a box put me in one <laughs> <laughs> how about i make you a shadow path cast some shadow so you can get out of the helicopter without having to be in the light well like all the way back to where the shadows are like what the hell is that thing what is what thing all the light oh i don't know i didn't i didn't do it is this the world now is the whole place lit up uh as far as i know that's not going away well then why would i just move to another spot when it seems like you want this one i don't know because alternatively i could just shine some lights in there to piss you off that's true but i mean if you're just gonna hurt me i'll take the sunlight to rip your face off well, we can go that direction and one of us might die or I can just create you a nice path out of here and we don't got to fight about it. Roll manipulate someone. Okay. Nine. Why don't you go find out how far this light goes? Because if you're just moving me to another place, there's no real benefit for me. I'd like to get the hell out of here. I think we'd all like to get out of here. Okay. I can tell you how far it goes uh, and I will kind of fly up in the air to get a bird's eye view and see how far it extends. It extends in a circle about the length of a football field. You know, as it passes over things and starts to die down, um, you know, it would still be visible from much, much farther away. Um, but the illuminated area is about the size of a football field. All right, I'll go back down. About 100 yards in every direction. Yeah, I'll go. We'll all go. Make us some kind of a little path to traverse and uh, we'll just head back off into the night. Oh, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know how to make shadow paths from everywhere that all of you are hiding. Oh, she kicks her feet up on the chair and leans back. Better get to work then, figuring it out. I'm going to walk back over to the chopper that everybody's in. Hey, that Soulbat's a huge dick. <laughs> she wants me to make shadow paths so that all of them can get out of here before she will willingly vacate the helicopter. All right. I mean, if that's the only way they'll go, I we got to figure it out or we can't fix this and there's an army of them tomorrow night. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can get just a big something, go stand on top of the helicopter and, you know, block the light and just kind of slowly rotate so that it can pick all of them up into the shadow and, you know, they can be guided off, I guess. I could cast like a, like a 40 foot swath or something. And just as it goes over things they're hiding under, they can assimilate into it until it's somewhere they can leave. Yeah. I mean, that, that works. That's great. Good plan. Yeah. Everybody yeah. happy? Best we're going to get, man. So Solid. All right. I just want to find something like anything, like mattress sized or something that I can hold up to make a, a sizable shadow here. Yeah, I think that you can grab one of the mattresses off of the cots. Perfect. Mattresses are mattress sized. That's a good, <laughs> true, good call. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll get up on top of the helicopter and I'm just going to yell out. Okay, soul bats. I have struck a bargain with, sorry, what was your name? Landara. Does she... 
did she look like the Landara that I know? You'd be hard pressed to call it because of, you know, being undead. But you could see a little bit of similarity, sure. The hairline, some of the facial structures. Fuck. I mean, that doesn't make me less inclined to keep her alive. It makes me more inclined to keep her alive. Um, I have struck a bargain with Landara to cover your exit. So I am going to cast a swath of shadow here that you can all get into, and I will steer it so that you can fuck off. You hear like a couple of voices like, is that true? Landara is what he's saying true? Yeah, that's right. Oh, we just meet up and the- yeah, we'll go back home. All right. It sucks. Yeah, I don't want to live here anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this exactly went any of our ways, but you know, that's part of growth is finding middle grounds. All right, so you start to use this mattress to cast shadow, and it takes maybe two minutes for you to gather everybody up, and you start lifting the mattress so that it makes a shadow towards the edge of the light, and they all go. They, you know, they they do not hesitate, and as soon as they get almost past the point of where you can see where the shadow that you're creating connects with the shadows just of the night, uh, they they vanish into the night. Okay, I'll go back down and replace the cot. Okay. Seems like I did it, huh? Yeah, they they seem to be gone. I think we can get to work. All right. I uh I'm going to walk the opposite direction a little ways and see if I can deal with this gun situation. So Everett and Scott and Eric head to the helicopter and set into work. TJ and Susanna and Sherry begin to compile the components for the spell and draw out the circle that will have to be used in the symbols. Jake, what are you going to do during this time? It's about four o'clock now by the time that you have dealt with all of this, gotten everybody into their proper position after moving the soul bats back out of the light. I would like to have Alex walk me through how to operate this jet. Okay. So Tash, you head off the other direction into the night. What are you looking for? Well, I'm not 100% sure what all will work here. So really the first thing I come across, if it's a rabbit or a squirrel or hopefully, you know, like a deer, I mean, just anything that I know is still going to break my heart a little bit to kill, but, you know, I have to try something. Grasshopper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Roll sharp to try to find something. Okay. Eight. So you wander for a little bit and you do come across a possum up in a tree that hisses down at you as you approach the tree. Oh my gosh. Um, OOC here, remind me to tell you about the possum moors that I had to deal with as a child. It's horrific stuff. But yeah, so in character, I think I see this possum and go, all right, yep, it's you. I'm sorry, bud. And I'm going to shoot it. All right, you do. Uh, You point this gun up in the air and you fire and the flicker on the gun slows. It doesn't turn back into that thick black aura that was around the gun. So you get the sense that the amount of charge that you get back is equivalent to the amount of life that you take. So since this was something small with not an overly long lifespan, that it didn't really satiate the gun's desire. Ah, shit. I guess I'm hunting for a while. All right. So I think now that you know how this works and you know, you know, the size of the animal that you have to find, um, that you can spend some time to hunt down a bunch of smaller animals to get this charge up, or it's going to take some effort to try and track something larger. Mm, Oh boy. I think I'll put in a little more effort for one larger thing. All right. So roll act under pressure. And I think it's going to have a minus one because you are spending 
spending the extra time to hunt something larger. Uh, and so this act under pressure is to not become the hunted now that you're out in the shadows with possible soul bats. Well, oh, no. yep, that gave me a little shiver. All righty. Eight. All right, so you can hunt something down large enough to refill the gun back to the six hours, but you're going to use up the bullets that you have to do it. So you'll have to find a way to find more bullets for this gun, or you're going to draw the attention of a soul bat that will pursue you as you travel back, or this hunting is going to scare away other larger animals in the future because they haven't heard gunshots here in a long time. Oh, those are that's a hard choice. Those are very good. I think it's the soul bat following me. Alright, so you were able to track down a buck and get some shots into it and kill it. As you are heading back to the air museum, you hear the call of a wildcat off in the distance. Oh, Jesus. And back in the shadows, you can see very low these wide yellow eyes and they are just sprinting in your direction. Oh no! Hey, I'm Ted Grant, the Wildcat from DC Comics, here to punch you to death. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Jake. Nobody knows who he is. I love him. Except me. And no one knows who he is. I don't know who he is either. Heavyweight boxer, champion turned superhero. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I do. Trained Batman, trained Do Black you know Mary. him because Jake is dressed as him? No, I know him because I've seen him in a couple of the cartoons. Well, I guess I'm going to try to hit this thing. All if right. I see it with yellow eyes, it gives me the soul bat vibe, right? It does, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. shit. Okay, well... Theory proved. Roll kick some ass. Okay. That's an eight. You are able to hit this soul bat covered wildcat with the mace. You put a huge gash in its flank and it lashes out at you with its claws uh, and it deals two points of damage, armor defeating. Oof. And it says, soul bat cat, soul bat cat, 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 soul bat cat. And then Ash Ketchum walks up and says, there you are. Puts it back in its Pokeball. <laughs> I thought Jake had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Uh, and it's still moving? Yeah. Damn, these guys are tough. Yeah, they don't have the same kind of fragile anatomy that a human does. Yeah. There's not a good brain or heart spot for you to hit. I am going to try to hit it again. All right. Roll kick some ass. Uh, and I am unstable, by the way. Oh, all right. Yeah. But here we go. Uh, 12. Yeah, what's your extra effect? Well, now that I know this thing uh, can hurt me pretty good, I think I'll take less harm. Okay, you are able to step to the side and swing this again at the open spot, uh, and it falls to the ground dead. Okay. Um, I don't know that it makes a difference because I just did it, but after I open it up with the mace, can I finish it off with the gun? Yes. Just kind of like testing a theory. I assume it's, you know, resetting the timer the two minutes it's been, but... Yeah, no. Um. So instead of the mace at the last second, you pull out the gun and shoot into the open hole that you had created, and the aura around the gun gets denser. It doesn't get larger, but it does... It almost makes the gun hard to see through the aura. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to limp my ass back then. So Tass, it takes you about an hour to get back. It's about five in the morning when you return and you see everyone working exactly where you left them. Over the course of this hour coming back, I think that because you're unstable, you've taken another point of damage Hmm. just in that exertion of all the energy to hike back here. 
Yeah, that's fair. So TJ, you see Tass come into the back of the helicopter uh, where you and Susanna and Sherry are working, and he has got a huge gash across his arm and part on his neck. He is covered in blood. Oh shit, I want to cast the healing spell on him. We'll use magic. And this is one of my practice spells, so I actually get a plus four for this. Nice. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, what's your glitch? It has a problematic side effect. So you cast this healing magic onto Tass. Uh, Tass, you heal two points of damage and are stabilized, but you notice that the glow on the gun fades drastically. It seems like this spell, instead of feeding into just your health, it took the stored health from the gun and fed it into your body. Son of every bitch. Ugh. Thank you, TJ. Thank you very much. I mean that. Son of a bitch. (sighs) I'm going to give him a hug. I'm going to holster the gun. (laughs) In that order. Yep. All right. Well, uh, now I think I would want to go over to the guys working on the helicopter. Just kind of check in and see what the progress is. Okay. Yeah, you head over there and the three of them are actually testing the engine. Uh, Everett is inside, firing it up, and uh, Scott and Eric are outside, uh, and they're making some adjustments on the blades once he stops it. Hey, guys, how's it going so far? Oh, not too bad. I think we should be more than set. This thing... uh yeah, it's old, but they're pretty sturdy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I know I don't know too much about this, but did you need anything like extra pair of hands to hold this or that? Grab you some food, anything at all? Well, the only thing that would be is if you want to uh, grab one of these two with you, head on inside, see if you can find the seats. I've only got the two buckets. We're going to need more than that unless you're all going to sit on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. Uh, yeah. So you go. Uh, who, 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 who are you taking? Who are you taking to the ball, Taz? Uh, Eric. Okay. So you grab Eric and you head into the hangar. All right. I don't really know exactly what I'm looking for. I assume it'll be obvious. Yeah, I think it's just a skew number on the bottom of the seats. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it was in the, the book here, and he actually has a manual for it. Um, and he kind of looks around for a moment, and then he, he points them out. And uh, it takes you guys a couple minutes, but you grab um, the bench seats and take them back outside. Okay. I'm sure I was a little paranoid, too, just in general, being in a building that could be blocked from the sun. So I'm yeah. like kind of covering him while we're going to make sure nobody is sneaked in to hide in here. Yeah. Uh, while you're doing that, TJ, over over with the magic group, you and Susanna and Sherry are laying out all of the elements of the spell that's required. And at this point, the conversation has turned to the setup of the spell. You know, it will take both of them helping you to cast this. You'll have to set it up around the ley line. You've got the pieces that you need. They've got all the symbols that they need. Um, Do you have any questions for them about executing this or any questions for yourself about executing this? Well, I think I want to make sure that they get the, like the hand gestures down, especially um, because that's going to be important. So I think it's just us doing like you know, uh, just hand gesture movements, trying to sync it up and everything, trying to like get it timed out correctly and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, we're playing music in the background to get us on beat with it and everything. <laughs> What's so, your song? Uh, I feel like it's, uh, what is that song? We need a hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. We're holding off for a hero. <laughs> that song. And with like each of the big brumps, you guys are striking a magical pose. Yeah. I da, see. Da. I see. <laughs> 
Tass, I think you see this as you are taking the seats back to the helicopter. You see just the three of them uh, doing magical katas. <laughs> yeah, this, this seems right. Yeah, I think, you know, I'd, I'd help him get all this in there and with whatever else they needed. And I, I would definitely want to get some rest, get in some sleep before, you know, the night comes and all that. Yeah, I think you could go take a nap at this point because they're going to put the seats in uh, and then they're going to go do a once over on the airplane. Um, I'm not sure there's much that you could help them with with that. Uh, so Jake, Tass is going to sleep and TJ is still working on the components for this spell. What are you doing? It's about seven o'clock now in the morning. The sun has come up and Alex has walked you through kind of the initial steps of how to theoretically get this into the air and pilot it somewhat safely in a straight line and then how to eject. It's going to take a little more time to refine it, but you kind of feel like you've taken in all the knowledge you can take at this moment, you know, when you've studied something real hard for a long time. Oh, yeah, it's like five minutes for me. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay, so you got to climb in the cockpit. Too much. Wait, stop. Back it up. My hand is cramping from all the notes I've taken. I suppose I'll get an early jump on heading back to Chicago. Yeah, it'll take you from here like two and a half hours to get there as the as the Jake flies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't need to be there for a while, but I, I should probably take the time to check in with Ori and talk to him and you know, get things squared away rather than risk running late. Okay, so I think that Tass sleeps and TJ continues to work and we jump ahead a little bit as we follow Jake to Chicago. Uh, you have flown for these two and a half hours it's about 9 30 in the morning when you arrive uh and i want to say that 8 30 chicago time (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to say that stretches of this journey i am experimenting with all of the different flying positions i've seen in media to see what feels the most comfortable Uh, okay so at some point i'm flying like the kids on their way to Neverland, and at some point I'm flying like the new bad guy from Mega Mind, where he looks like he's driving a car in the air. Yeah, just just really you know stretching my legs here, getting a feel for the space. And that oddly is the one that feels the best to you is the one where you're stretching your legs. <laughs> it, it is like almost the Mega Mind one, but it's more like you're riding a motorcycle, so your legs are further out and your torso is further back, and it's, your arms are. It's almost like going down a water slide, even. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the one that feels the most comfortable is just running in place. (laughs) (laughs) But you do land in front of the hotel after about two and a half hours. Uh, Okay, I will go up and check in with Ori. Actually, first I should pay a visit to the Blood Cafe again probably to heal up some. Okay. I'm still at two harm, so. Yeah, you go into the cafe and you order a drink. It is a different person working the bar. Uh, Any particular thing you're looking for? Nope, whatever you got. And she holds out her wrist. And I take my drink. Yep, so you're able to heal yourself. You take the drink, she heads over and takes a one of the pills and some water, and you head into the elevator. Uh, you said you're heading to Ori's room? Yeah, I'll go check in. Okay, uh, so you knock on Ori's door, and there's a bit of a pause, and then the door opens, and standing there looking at you is Rachel, and she says, So, Ori says you've got a story to tell me.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets.